What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 76 of Convos on the Pedicab. I'm here with an extremely special guest, good friend of mine, uh, Luis Rodriguez. I had him on the show um, a while ago, back in December, during the uh, city council runoff with Mackenzie Kelly. But I have him back for an entirely different reason, and it's actually due to the fact that Luis recovered and recently just got out of the hospital for having the Delta variant of COVID-19. So I really wanted to bring him on and really um, go through his experience and, you know, maybe share his thoughts on how we're handling it, what we could we do better, what we're not, you know, what we're doing really well at. And uh, I I really want to hear your thoughts on, you know, what you've had to go through in this whole situation. And, you know, I'm wearing my mask because I'm, I'm, you know, fully committed to taking this seriously. (laughs) Safety first. Safety first. So I'm um, good to see you. Uh, likewise, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really good to see. You. I'm really, I'm really glad that you're alive. Uh, jokes aside, I'm, I'm glad you made it. Thank you, thank you. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great right now. Um, it's a, uh, it, it was a. Uh, they, they say it should have been a longer recovery, but um, I mean, I feel two months was was decently long. Okay, so how long were you in the hospital for? Uh, I was in the hospital for about three weeks. Um, about uh, one week, a little bit under one week in uh, in rehab. Uh, I was in a coma for about two, two and a half weeks. And um, then uh, then they had me, they were moving me up in stages as I recovered um, into uh, different spots of the hospital. Okay. Um, but, you know, all in all, it was about three weeks in the hospital. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. So um, when did you start having symptoms like when did you start feeling sick and how did it start progressing uh well really man it it happened right away um on uh, july 28th um, i remember that day because it was written up on the board in the hospital uh july 27th i was out with my daughter i was out uh, she's turning 16 she just turned 16 so i was out oh happy birthday yeah know, okay teaching her how to drive and uh, i remember that vividly and then the next day um i i don't i don't remember anything about the day um, I was, uh, you know, I was in bed with my fiance and we were just watching TV and I was just, uh, she said I was just feeling kind of lethargic. Um, and my oxygen, I mean, so I've learned my oxygen level dropped enough to where I really wasn't making memories. So it got to the point to where I wasn't really speaking anymore. And, uh, she was grabbing my hands and, and, uh, and say, Hey, are you, uh, you squeeze my hands if you, if, uh, if you understand me, so I'd squeeze her hands and all, um, and she took my temperature, you know, I was at uh, 103, so then she gave me some Tylenol and put ice packs on me to drop my temperature. You know, that went down, and then eventually it got to where I wasn't even really responding. And she said I was just looking, like, through her, and, um, you know, I, I was awake, but I wasn't even, I wasn't speaking or anything. So she, uh, she called a, uh, uh, a sheriff's officer. Uh, of ours to see if uh, if he would come over and help put me in her car so she could take me to the hospital and uh, when she he was asking her hey so what what do you see what are the symptoms and she said well his lips toes and fingers are started turning blue so he told her hey you need to hang up and dial 911 immediately and uh, so the paramedic the paramedics came in you know firefighters EMS came in and um, so I found out later through my uh, through my dad who got my vitals that uh, you know they took me to the ambulance they took me in the ambulance, my oxygen level had dropped to 27 percent, um, hence the uh, the blue tint in you know in my skin and my yeah, lips and all. Yeah, that, well, that's what happens. Yeah, and uh, and actually I flatlined. Um, so you died. On, yeah, on the way to the hospital, uh, they uh, they CPR'd me back. Um, they uh, when when I went into the hospital I was out and. Uh, did they, you know that you flatlined? Uh, no, no. Uh, like, I, like I said, man, I, I can't remember. I remember going to sleep on on the twenty seventh on Monday night, um, and um, and I uh, well, I can't remember if it's Monday, but uh, on the twenty seventh, going to sleep, and then next thing I know, I woke up in the hospital. So you, with no idea as to what was going on, right? Nope. Um, I mean, I it really was just like I I just woke up the next day. So know? so here's another um, question because I know so you were technically dead for a minute. Yeah, 
So I, I've heard stories about people when they die, they like see things, they have visions, they like <laughs> go to like they, they experience what the afterlife is. Did you have any of those experiences? You know what? I I have had that question asked a lot, and I wish I could remember. But I guess because my oxygen level was so low, I, I don't have any memory of any of that. Um, when you woke up, did you wake up like? How did your soul feel? Like, how did you feel like spiritually when you when you woke up? Um, you know, I, I I was confused because I woke up and I was looking at a ceiling I didn't recognize. I started looking around, and you know, I had needles in my uh, in my arms, and they were feeding me through a tube, and I was on a ventilator. So I started, uh, you know, like I've got a scar right here where they had a tube going down, uh, okay. in, in, you know, into my, uh, in my esophagus. Um, and I started, you know, I, I was just confused. I was like, man, where am I? And I started pulling things out. Well, it set alarms off and a team of nurses came in and they're just like, no, you know, you can't do that. Uh, they started holding me down. And then I remember a nurse coming around and there was an IV in my arm. Um, and that's where, you know, like they would administer, you know, like IVs or, or whatever they were giving me. Uh, and, you know, she just said, uh, she said, hey, this is just going to help you relax as I kept looking at her. And then and then I was out. So then I woke up a second time. And when I woke up, I realized that, you know, I was in the hospital. But now I, I didn't have any of those uh, tubes going down. Mm. Um, they'd taken me off the ventilator. Uh, apparently, I had started taking breaths on my own, and I didn't realize that uh, somebody told me that only about 24% of the people who go on a ventilator make it out that stay in there a significant amount of time because your body forgets how to breathe on its own. Well, my body started taking breaths on its own, and, you know, when I woke up, all I had was a little tube for oxygen. Did you know that? Did you know those stats when you were um, on the ventilator? Uh, no. That's nope. insane. So people around you probably thought you were going to die. Uh, yeah, so when I woke up the second time, um, I think it was in the morning, and um, you know the uh, these two nurses came in and they just kept looking me, looking at me, and they were just like, "Oh my God, it's a miracle!" He goes, "We really didn't think you were gonna make it," and I'm looking at them like, "What the hell?" So I sort of remember waking up once, but to me, I had just woken up from, you know, from taking my my kid out and just going to sleep. So I still didn't realize that I'd been in for two and a half weeks that I'd been under for two and a half weeks. That's insane. Yeah. So, um, you know, they kept looking at me and they were talking to me and I didn't, um, you know, it's, uh, my muscle atrophy was probably the worst. And uh, I mean, I call it my hand-eye coordination, but like my brain was thinking, but my body wouldn't react. To were it. you able to, when you were in the hospital, were you able to like get out of bed and move around? Uh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't have the strength to lift myself up. Like I couldn't even, you know, uh, pull myself up, you know, by my elbows. So you um, couldn't go to the bat. They had to do the catheter and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I had a catheter. Um, you know, when, when the nurses came in, they, you know, they were, uh, they were saying, you know, we didn't think you were going to make it. Um, you know, I still didn't know, well, from what, like, what, what do you mean? You know, like, what am I doing here? And, um, they said, Hey, what do you, do you remember anything? And in my mind, I'm answering them. And they're like, do you know when you came in and I'm looking at this board and the numbers keep moving around and I could see it said July 28th. And I was like, on the 28th. But then they were like, sir, do you remember when you came in? And I'm like, on the 28th. And they're like, do you, cause who's, you know, what day is it? And I'm like, well, why aren't you guys uh, paying attention to me? Well, I realized that I was thinking things, but I wasn't saying them. So they kept asking me questions that I thought I was speaking and I was not. I, um, they're like, do you know what day it is? And I'm like, no, like, well, you know, you've been here for about two and a half weeks. And today is the, I think the 12th. And then they wrote it on the board. And I'm like, wait, that, what do you mean the 12th? Like, I just felt like I just woke up. Um, but then when the doctor came in and he was speaking to me, I thought I was answering him. And then I realized that my brain was saying, was speaking, but my mouth was not. Wild. Yeah. And then um, whenever I then so I had to I think, like, how do I? How do I speak? You know, so then whenever I did speak, you know, they're like, sir, do you remember when you came in? And I was looking at the board and um, and I said, you know, I was like, all right, make noise. So then I just started making noise with my mouth, like just now I'm like, oh, OK, so there's my mouth. And then it started kind of connecting and going like, OK, so now make sound. And then um, so then I was able to say like the 28th, but instead of saying the 28th, I said on the 28th. <laughs> <laughs> and 
So then I was like, but then I could hear myself. I'm like, oh, whoa, that's not the way my brain said it. You know, so uh, it was, uh, you know, it was really weird. You know, my uh, my throat hurt, my vocal cords hurt because uh, of all of the uh, the tubes that they had in me. Uh, and then they uh, they were feeding me like pudding and uh, and like mushed food because they said that you know they'd had those pipes and those tubes in me for so long that I that it was going to be sore and I lost a bunch of weight um, and I honestly I got to the point where I didn't really even want to talk because it hurt to talk wow, okay. and I had to struggle to talk to, to, so how long did it take speak? for you to start getting like your coordination back on these very basic levels about three days I mean it, it really it got better every day because um, once I realized that then I started when the nurses would leave and I was by myself um, I would start to make noises so that I could practice because I realized oh my brain is not functioning with my body but it's catching up so then I started making noises on my own when I was by myself so I didn't feel like an idiot you know just making weird sounds um, and then I started like lifting my hands but then I noticed that my legs were in these boots that were tied to the edge of the bed like you know i'm like man why do they have me tied up to so the you, bed were you, did were you like paralyzed for a minute uh pretty much like I, I i could sort of move but my you know like i would tell my arm to move and it would have trouble moving because I, I was hearing stories about people who had those symptoms once they got the vaccine uh, I, I mean i could see that um you know and at this point i still had uh well, you know what? I, I don't know if I still had it or not because it was it was a good 13, 14 days. It's just it's just interesting that um, you experienced that getting COVID and not from getting the shot because I've heard a bunch of stories of people who have gotten like partial paralysis, have had Bell's palsy, have had all types of weird stuff um, happen to them. Um, well, I mean, they, you know, and then, then there was like the, the thing about that golfer. I forgot what happened to him, but there was a lot of these like really weird vaccine horror stories well, I mean, the, um, the, the, the but but like you're experiencing that having just gotten the virus yeah i mean well the vaccine is mimicking covid so you know i'm wondering if those people getting covid if they had gotten covid if they would have experienced the same thing i experienced you know um given that the vaccine is mimicking the the virus yeah or maybe it's like you get you got COVID, then you get the vaccine afterwards, and it could have some effects on you as well. Yeah. Because I know people who have like had bad effects because they got COVID, and then they got the shot afterwards, and it's just nobody yep. really knows how that really how that interaction works. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a it's a weird virus because you know some people get it, and you know it's they lose their you know their taste and their smell. And some people are just lethargic and, you know, I got it and, uh, you know, I've had friends that have had it. They go to the hospital and today, months later, they're still walking around with oxygen tanks. Wait, what? Yeah, they're still walking around with oxygen tanks. My friend James, you know, he's a a big boy, works out. Um, You know, I I figured he'd be uh, he'd be healthy, but no, he and his wife got it. He ended up going to the hospital, low oxygen levels. And right now, when he goes out and he walks, he does anything, you know, physical. How long ago was this? Uh, right before I did, so mid-July. Um, what, what's James, does James have any medical conditions? That, like, what's his diet like? Does he have any health? Uh, no, he didn't, he didn't have any, uh, any health issues before. He just, um, you know. What when, is it, does he look like a healthy person? Oh, yeah. Or is he just, like, kind of just like a big fat dude? No, like, no. It, no, this dude was a, he was a, he was a cage fighter. What, he's, really? He's a, yeah, he's a big boy. What was his name? What's his name? Uh, uh, James Dean Ritchie. I want to look this guy up. Yeah, with Phoenix Air. <laughs> uh, All right. No, he's a, no, he, uh, he runs a, he runs a, uh, um, a charity um, that does uh, showers and laundry and uh, care for the, uh, for homeless people. That's awesome. But all right, about about your boy though, did he ever like use steroids or have any like drug history or any of that stuff? Uh, I'm just asking I, questions I, just for variables to like see yeah, why that something I, like that could happen. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't know you know that much about his personal background. You know, um, he was one of my guys, uh, one of the WTFers. Yeah. Um, I mean, anomalies do happen. A lot that that stuff will happen. Yeah. You have people who have been like vaxxed up, who got uh, two shots. They've been social distancing. They've been always wearing the mask and doing everything. And they're going to the hospital for COVID. Maybe not as much as somebody who isn't, but these are these things are still continuing to happen. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's called the uh, the long run or long term effects. Um, well, there, yeah, there's also breakaway cases. They're called breakaway cases. Oh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, like my brother, uh, my brother gets the shakes. Uh, he's got uh, like mild case of uh, vertigo, um, you know, from having had COVID. Um, but and so like when I was in the hospital, uh, my fiance finally sent me my phone. And when I went to pick it up, man, I, I was shaking like it was the heaviest thing that that I'd carried. Um, and I was hallucinating. Well, that was that was fun. Uh, and there were like really vivid hallucinations, too. Like I, I, yeah, I convinced myself that uh, that this whole thing was fake, and the doctors and the nurses that were coming in that they were fake. They wait, were wait, actors. Wait, so start start this again. Start this again. Because I, I was zoning out because I was trying to find out who that. Um, there, there was there was a story that I heard about like a D one athlete who got myocardi myocardius. What is it called? Myocardi myocarditis. Got my, myocarditis after getting the shot. And Division one athlete. And I was kind of trying to find out what the disease was and what happened so I can oh. like, get better info. So repeat, repeat what you just said. Uh, so when I, was, uh, when, I was, when I woke up um, the second time, which is when I stayed up, yeah. um, I guess of the sedatives, they told me it's going to take about three days for you to sober up. And I didn't know what the hell that meant. Um, but I started hallucinating. And, you know, like the TV was on and... You know, I was I started I talked myself into there was this uh, there was this reality show where these guys are in the wilderness and they hide from each other. They build these games and all. So I started talking myself into, oh, man, this is all fake. That's why they have me tied in They're They're holding me here against my will. And then I and then it all made sense that the nurses that would come in, that they were all actors, you know, playing, you know, I don't know, playing some sort of game on me. And like at one point I was thinking. Like I talked myself into the whole hospital was made like a bouncy house. It was run on air. So at one point, like the TV and all started melting down. The clock on the wall started melting down. I'm like, oh, thank God. Now I can go home. And then it all popped back up. And they were just very lucid and vivid dreams. Um, Well, not. I mean, I I was awake. Like the clock on the wall had a second hand. And then I'd look at it and I was like, all right, four o'clock. Good. My fiance gets off at five. She'll come and get me. And then I look again, and it was running backwards. The whole clock would run backwards, not, and you know now it was like 3:15. Like it, I could I could see that. And then the uh, like the nurses at one point they gave me a landline phone, and I couldn't really see the numbers. They they would move a lot on me, so I was I was just thinking I'm like oh shit man they gave me a landline I could dial 911 and tell the cops I'm being held against my will. <laughs> but then I thought. Man, I can't even talk. I sound like I'm drunk, and I don't even know where I am. <laughs> so you had an experience. Your COVID oh, experience yeah. was like just a big acid trip almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the actors on TV were telling me, like, don't tell anybody. Like, they were talking to me to, like, don't tell anybody because who's going to believe that you were held against your will in a make-believe hospital with a bunch of actors just to so, keep you, you know, like, oh, so, yeah, that makes sense. when you were sense. in the hospital, like, was there ever a point where you were, like, clear-headed and not hallucinating? Uh, yeah, about three, when they said about three days afterwards. Um, so when you were in there, like, how long did it take for you to start being able to, like, walk around? Uh, about, my, are, about my third day, um... This uh, physical therapist came in and they they were putting pressure on my feet, you know, asking me to push back against them and all. And I was kind of upset because they they wouldn't let me go to the restroom, you know, and the doors like right across from the bed. And at one point, I I just started working out, like working on my arms to pull myself up, so I, so that that I could just do it by myself. And I realized that I was able I was able to get myself up, and then I shoved my legs over the side of the bed. And I got up to the corner. When I sat there, alarm went off, and it said it had a recording. Said, "Don't get up." You know, a team. You know, teams coming in. And sure enough, like three people run in. I'm like, "What the hell?" And they're like, "No, sir, don't, don't get up. You know, you're gonna fall." I'm like, "Dude, I'm just gonna go to the restroom. It's right there." And they're like, "No, no, you're, you're not ready. You're not ready. You know, it's gonna take you know a little while longer." I'm like, and I didn't understand why. Right, so then they put me back in the bed, and I'm upset. But I realized whenever I did it again, so that I could see where they turned the alarm off. So, so I realized who that was. Well, the next day, the physical therapist guy comes in, and you know he was like, "Can you sit up?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I could sit up." So I sat up, and then they were like, "All right, get up." And I'm like, "All right, oh shit, like I can't get up, like my legs would not work." Wow. So he helped me get up, and my legs were shaking, like I didn't have the strength to hold myself up. And so the second day, I had the strength to hold myself up, but I didn't have balance, like. 
like almost like vertigo, you know, like I, I was just shift and like in my mind, I was like, just stand straight. But my body was not connecting with my, with my brain. Um, then, um, so I, I kept doing things like that, you know, like I'd, I'd get myself, like every day I got stronger and whenever I, I, I put my hand on the alarm switch so that whenever I got off, I would push it right away when it would start so that the nurses wouldn't run in so that I can stand up and kind of work out on my own without the nurses coming and belt, belting me back down, which is now it makes sense as to why they had me tied up to the bed because they didn't want me to get up. <laughs> Yeah, because I would hurt myself. Yeah, yeah. Hurt. that made that makes sense actually. Yeah. So um, when you were there, did it look like the hospitals were overwhelmed? Uh, well, yeah. Whenever they would, whenever they transferred me um, from one one floor to another, I mean, there were several rooms that were that were open because uh, I was in the ICU. Yeah. Um, and you know, there there were several rooms that were open. Uh, nurse, nursing staff, you know, seemed like. Um, that like they were at low levels, you know, because whenever I would I would ask for something, you know, they're like, here, just push the uh, nurses button. Um, they were always busy, you know, and then whenever I walked through, there wasn't that much staff for the amount of patients that I would see on there. Right. But were there a shortage of beds and availability for those patients? Um, I mean, I, I would say that uh, about three quarters of the of the rooms were full, about a quarter or, okay. or empty. That that seems like what a typical hospital is normally. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, like, like I've, I've seen the reports are like, oh, we're running out of beds. And the assumption is that they're all COVID cases. They're not. You know, they're they're just, you know, they're running out of beds. It's, it, it, there's some hospitals that have empty buildings. You know, like Seton's one of them. They have an empty building. They have it there. What they don't have is the staff to operate those. So when they're running out of capacity, it's per staff. You know, like if you only have... Um, you know the, the the pedicab business. You can have 200 bikes sitting there, but you, if you, you only got, got no 10 drive, guys, it doesn't ride. matter. Yeah, 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 that's true. You know, so that you're you're um, at capacity at 10 because you only have 10. 10 and they're also firing a lot of nurses because they don't want to get the shot. And not even not even that, but a lot of nurses are going to places like California, where they get paid triple the the salary. Um, and they are literally leaving hospitals here to go to places like California, where they're going to get paid a lot more. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's um, you know, so people have asked me, and um, it's like you did, you know, what what's my uh, my view on on the vaccine and you know masks and and such, and you know, I I mean, I, I literally flatlined. You know, I was in a coma for over two weeks, um, and you know, it was it was scary for my family, for my friends, for my fiance, um, but you know, I'm still of the opinion that. You know, it is it it is freedom of choice. You know, I don't I don't think that the government should force an employee, you know, an employer should force an employee to to put a foreign object, you know, in their stream just to just to work. I mean, we're already at a deficit of employees. You know, you go to restaurants and, you know, there's uh, car parts, for example. I was working on a car part, but the manufacturers, the people that make the parts, there's not enough employees to work them. Right. And now we're going to now the governor government comes in and says, well, if you have over 100 employees, you have to mandate uh, vaccines. And you this know, is how you create a supply chain breakdown. Yeah. Potentially. And, yeah. And, you know, same thing with mass. You know, it's a, a, a the. So the, the weekend before, um, you know, I was out with a bunch of friends, you know, I'm out uh, around a lot of people. Nobody that I was around got COVID and I don't wear a mask and you I've, been very vocal about that um i don't want to ask has your opinion on on masks changed since all that no i mean if somebody wants to wear one wear, wear one, one you know and if you don't don't you know it's 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 amazing to me that typically the same maskers um are uh, you know are, are for the uh i mean are, are against the uh, the heartbeat law for example you know it's her body her choice unless it comes to max and vaccines then it's your body my choice yeah i think that's a little bit hypocritical Although I think that a lot of people are, there are more people than not who just think you should have free reign on both issues. It's just that the loudest ones are diluting that metric. Yeah, no, agreed. But, you know, if you go out um, to, I was just at a Pitbull concert at Coda, and I would say maybe a tenth of the people had masks. And, and you're talking about, um, I think there was about 10,000 people. 
I think that if you if you were to go interview those people at the concert and ask them um, how they felt about abortion and how they felt about mandatory vaccinations, I feel as though most, not all, but I, I, I really, maybe I'm optimistic, but I feel as though most of those people would say that it's your choice, would not want the government interfering in terms of what you do with your body on both of those counts. I really think that yep. the majority of the public um, feels that way. Yep, agreed. It's just that the loudest ones are the ones that are the most vocal and they're polarizing an issue that shouldn't be that polarized. No, it, uh, and I agree with that. You know, it, it, uh, I, I see people that uh, they change up the word freedom to free, dumb, D-U-M-B. Yes, yeah, pretty You stupid. know, and, and it, it's not just stupid. I think it's insulting to veterans and to all the soldiers who gave up their lives to fight for the freedoms that we have to yeah, call it free, our, dumb. And now our own government is taking those freedoms away in this country. Well, yeah. Yeah. That, it, that's what's insulting. It, 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 it truly is. You know, it, I mean— a, a piece of cloth isn't wasn't really going to help, you know. I mean, uh, an underwear can't even hold in a fart, and you know you're you're talking about a, a virus that's you know minute and you know microns uh, large, you know. So people around me, I didn't wear a mask, and I was around a lot of people. Nobody got it. Nobody had it, so I don't really even know where I got it from. You know, I'm, I'm thinking it was probably one of those things. Somebody had it. They cough in their hand and they grab on to, to a door handle. Yeah, I grab it and then and wipe my my eyes with it. You know, did that, everybody uh, around you get tested? Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone around. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. My fiance. When you maybe like maybe the everybody. bartender at your bar like could have given it to you. Yeah. You and know, who knows? It, anybody could have given it to you. Yep. You know, but and, and it's and it's still like right now. Obviously, you know, I have the antibodies, so I'm not, not really worried about it. But, um, you know, and then there's there's so much there's so much contradictory um, just stories on, you know, whether the vaccines work, where their masks work, you know, where people go, oh, it's a science. Well, same science. You can find somebody that says, you know, completely well, the yeah, opposite. Yeah, and then there's always a new variant every few months after, like, a vaccine rollout, mm -hmm. it seems like. It seems as though, like, oh, yeah, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel because people were getting the shot and they're like, oh no, it's, it's actually a freight train. Um, and, uh, you know, it just so happens to be that you get Delta to happen when, you know, a lot of people, their immunity from the vaccine might be wearing off and I'm like, oh, there's Delta's here now, you know? And B, you're also like literally flooding the entire border with COVID positive migrants. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know <laughs> if they're all COVID positive, but I don't think that they're vetting them um, the way they should be vetting them. Yeah, and uh, Laredo, the uh, the uh, the director out there, has stated that they're no longer testing uh, the people they that they catch out there for COVID because if they do, then they're then they're required by law to treat them. So they're just like, all right, we're just gonna not test you. And then this, and then they're gonna just go and create a narrative where the unvaccinated are gonna get blamed for something that our government is deliberately doing. Yeah, agreed. I mean, and if you're vaccinated and you're protected, well, then why do you have to worry about it? Why, what maybe, do you care whether I whether I'm vaccinated or not? Worry about yourself. Well, you still get breakthrough cases, right, with vaccines because people mm -hmm. have had breakthrough measles cases because of that stuff. Yeah. Um. So it, people can be worried about breakthroughs. I understand that, but I think I think what it's really about, uh, primarily, is that I don't think a lot of people are very confident in how effective their own vaccine was. Ah, it's true. I think that they and people might just be scared to say it or they don't know how to like rationalize or verbalize it, right? Because if you're really confident in the vaccine that you received, why do you want to exclude someone who isn't vaccinated from going to the same restaurant as you? Yeah. I mean if, if yeah, if you're if you're if you're vaxxed up and max masked up, then what are you worried about? You're safe. So don't don't worry about it whether whether somebody else has it and yeah, the unless, unless yeah, or, it or unless other. it's not really um, what it's about? Yep. I mean, like, look, how has um have you changed like your lifestyle at all since you've gotten out of the hospital? Because no. you used to eat and drink a decent amount, right? Yeah, no, I still. I mean, once I gain my strength back, I'd still do the same things. So still ride motorcycles and um, get the barbecue, salt. eat the barbecue, get the cerveza. You know, you're still doing all that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, no, but it hasn't like woken you up to be like, man, I'm, maybe I'm gonna like start eating more veggies. I'm gonna maybe go hit up these sustainable farms. Maybe I'm gonna do like. Well, since uh, uh, since I did lose weight, I am trying to eat a little healthier. <laughs> yeah. Keep keep some of the weight off. But um, now, I mean, it, if anything, it's taught me to appreciate life more. 
you know, to live it to its fullest. And I'll be damned if I flatline and then I come back out and I'm going to start living my life in fear. And I'm not going to experience life because of, oh, my God, there might be unvaccinated people up there. Or I shouldn't go look, see that concert because there's going to be people without masks on. You know, or they didn't check everybody with a vaccine card before you go in. No, I'm going to live life to its fullest because it taught me anything is that it's precious and it could end at any time. So and if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. It's, it's really that simple. If, that, if God hadn't brought me back, then you know what? I've lived a hell of a life. You know, so I'm not I'm not going to live the final years of my life in fear. All right. Respect. I, I mean, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Um, but I, I do think that that people who like generally speaking exhibit healthier lifestyles are less likely to have problems from the virus. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think that that's really the big takeaway. I think that, you know, um, what I've noticed is the people that are like the, the biggest clamors for these passports are generally people that are not um, taking care of themselves or have ha- have a uh, patented history of just neglecting their bodies. Yep. Yeah, There's a meme, you know, where it's like, no, wear a mask, vaccine, my health. And it's just these two obese people just eating Cheerios. I mean, eating like Cheetos, Cheetos yeah, and, and watching, watching, uh, watching TV, you know, yeah, with like a McDonald's fries and like the porn up t-shirt. I see all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to McDonald's, but you need, you're requiring a mask to get into McDonald's. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. Yeah. Or they were closing bars. I'm like, why don't you close McDonald's? Like, why don't you close all these horrible fast food, processed food restaurants that literally um, create the pre-existing problems that will come from COVID? It's, it's, yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad that this has. I'm glad that it's hasn't really changed you too much. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. It seems like you're handling it from a very healthy um, standpoint of view. Yeah. Like I said, man, I, I appreciate life. You know, there, there's some things that I took care of, life insurance, you know, just things like that to prepare just in case, you know, the end does come, you know, just because it came in one day to the other. But, you know, outside of that, man, you know, I'd, I'd hug my fiance a little tighter and hug my kids a little tighter, you know, and um, I've got a lot of friends, you know, I've got a lot of guys in the club that are happy to see me and I'm a little happier happy to, to see them. Yeah, I'm happy to see you. you know? um, how, what about your daughter? How's your daughter? Um, how'd your daughter take it? Uh, you know, she, uh, yeah, she's, she's a trooper, man. She came and saw me whenever I was able to get, uh, to get visitors, but I was still kind of out of it, you know, so I, I didn't really, I wasn't able to talk to her very much. Uh, and she just kind of caught me up and, um, you know, she, uh, she holds a lot of, a lot of things in, but you know, she, she also hugs me a little what's, tighter. What's your daughter's approach on COVID? Has it changed as a result of what you went through? Uh, no, no. She, uh, she is still, uh, when she goes to school, you know, she doesn't wear her mask. You know, she, she's careful. Like she doesn't share drinks. She, you know, she won't share, um, you know, like if, if you're, if you're sharing a salsa or something, she makes sure nobody's double dipping or anything. Uh, so, you know, you, you do take precautions. You're not just reckless, but. You know, you're if you notice somebody's speaking and spitting, well, stand a little further from them. You know, if someone's wearing a mask, I, you know, I keep my distance from them. You know, it's it's uh, and, she, and she's the same way. You know, she didn't start wearing a mask at school. Um, you know, she's 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 also against saying the, uh, the vaccines just a little too early. Things are constantly changing. You where, know? Where, where, where is she in high school? Uh, at Glen High School. Oh, in Leander. Okay. Yeah, Leander. So in Leander, they're not even doing the... Are they doing masks? Or are they reinstated? Uh, no. Or they're like... No, they uh, they they tried reinstating, and... Um, but Parents they have got a, mad. People got mad, and they were, yep. they fought. They fought yep. that. Yep. Yeah, um, like Round Rock ISD, you know, they uh, they got sued by parents. Have you thought about uh, going to the school board meetings about the mask stuff, being that you recovered from the virus and you have an actual perspective of someone who's recovered? Uh, no, I, I went uh, I went about the uh, the books with pornography. I went and spoke at the uh, at the school board meeting, but this is more uh, not important. about this. This is way more important. Yeah. Um, to like muzzle up children and stuff. Like I think, in my opinion, man, I think that that's. Uh, this is a this is a much more important. I mean, the, the, that stuff is it's an issue, right? But like, this is bad. Yeah, you know, my uh, my daughter said the uh, uh, one of her teachers from last year said hello to her in the hallway, and she was like, "Who the hell are you?" Because she's never seen her face because they had virtual and masks on. She's never even seen any of these people's faces. She doesn't know what her teachers last year looked like. That's insane. Yep. That that's gonna have a really bad effect on a lot of these kids. Yep. Yeah, very true. You know, it's, uh, you know, you, you send your kids, you know, the, the upside of public schooling or just any schooling is learning how to live in a society. 
you know, we're homeschooling, you know, you're, you're, you're in a bubble. Yeah. You know, and then sooner or later, you're going to have to release and break that bubble and put people out in the world. You know, so that's where public school comes in. But, you know, with with uh, with virtual learning and masking, you don't even know who the people are. They can't see whether, you know, you're paying attention. You can't speak to the students next to you. You know, it just it, it muzzle. It literally muzzles up our society, you know, in. I'll say, man, if, if it's for you and it makes you feel better, by all means, do it. If, if it gives you a peace of mind to, to be vaccinated and to say you're fully vaccinated, gives you a peace of mind, yeah. by all means, do it. It's good for your mental health. Great. But don't force it upon others who choose differently. You know, I just, I can't stand, I can't stand when people hate on others because they have a different opinion. You know, it's, it's a, it's like, you know, you, you, you know, we have the freedom of choice unless you choose something different than I choose, then you're wrong, you know, and I'll hate you for it, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll berate you and I'll, you know, put memes up and start talking crap on social media about that. Every side does that, though. The people that we're, like, friends with, they're pretty bad about that shit, too, though, man. Like, everyone's, yeah. everyone's doing it. People spend, have way too much time in their hand to spend on social media kicking around and stuff it's yeah it's know. toxic man it's it's a very toxic way to communicate yeah if and, you overdo it yeah and you know like uh, i'm sure on on uh, on this episode you know my little haters from uh from the pro police stuff that, that we've done they're probably going to be on there because i was anti-mass and i got covid haha <laughs> you know and it's it, it's weird as you know they probably, like, probably will be, but i mean at this at the end of the day it's like you're sharing your actual story of someone mm-hmm. who got who got this and this is about getting people uh, making getting people to make a decision like a a very serious health decision based on reality yeah. that's what i think like i really think it's about getting people to make a decision based on new information that is pertinent and that's all we're trying to do i'm not trying to like you know rub salt on people or like yeah. own the libs or do any of that stuff i think that's stupid i'm just you know you experience something that very few people have experienced and i want you to share that experience and you know explain how that experience has affected you yeah, no, like I said, man, I, I, I believe you know, the greatest thing about this country is if you know if you ask people what's the greatest thing about this country is freedom. Yeah, you know, but little by little, the government, you know, using the the media's propaganda, is pitching fear. And they've been doing li- that for decades, though. Yeah, they've been doing that. You know, they've been doing that since the 1980s and 90s. Yeah, you know, really. You know, if if you go to a clinical clinicaltrials.gov. Uh, um, you can see on there that Pfizer's plan is to have um, uh, eight boosters. You know they're going to put so much of that of that uh, of the antivirus and of the vaccine in you that it's going to affect you. There's there's already been studies on there that where it's killed animals because they get to what is it 100 milligrams um, that they end up injecting these animals with. And that's their plan. They they're open about it, you know. Just but people are gonna, you know. If you want to, it's like politics. If you want to listen to one side, listen to CNN. They'll tell you what to think. You want to listen to the other side, listen to Fox, and they'll tell you what to think. Yeah, and meanwhile, both of their uh, both companies are making all their employees get the shot. (laughs) Meanwhile, they're both. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, I mean, it's it's uh, and, and the other thing is the government's trying so hard to get you to do it. That, you know, the Constitution wasn't written to tell the people how to behave. It was to tell the government how to behave. I think that the backlash is definitely going to be, there will be some backlash. It's just a matter of how people respond, you know, because you can yell all you want on social media, but if you comply, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, You know, you can get as, I think, and I think that's what they're thinking, that people are just going to get really angry and they're going to just comply anyway. So they don't care. Like the the level of like hubris that these people are, are showing, in my opinion, is it's off the rails and you don't even need to yell you don't need to scream you don't need to argue with people on social media you just need to not comply and that's it just don't comply and my opinion you know and you know when your state legislators go into session you go to the you go to the legislator's office every single day that they're in session if you can i'm lucky i have the ability to right now if you can you go to the capitol and you talk to people and you say listen like this is what what are we do? What are you doing to fight this? What are you doing to protect um, my my bodily autonomy? What are we doing? What are we doing to get more people to understand how serious this is? What are we like? What are we doing to safeguard people who live in the state from this insane amount of overreach that's taking place? 
and then you talk to your police unions too. You you get this is if there's a time to hold police accountable, you better do it preemptively right now. You know, I had Ken, you saw my episode with Ken Cassidy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, like I, I want to support you on every single way, po- like in every way possible. Um, and I also want to say thank you for like continuing to uphold like the constitutional rights that we have despite the unbelievable pressure you're under. Yeah. And I want to really do everything I can to make it sure to make it so that you don't cave into that pressure. So we have an obligation to like really get involved with law enforcement um, and you know really like go to your police meetings and meet meet the police union reps even do ride-alongs do all that stuff to really encourage them to keep doing the right thing yeah. you have to you we have to encourage them to keep doing the right thing yeah no I, absolutely i mean especially in the austin area dude because if they don't if they stop i saw a video where a bunch of cops were like not letting parents into the the school board like school board meeting for whatever reason it yeah, was round rock yeah and they were all you know wearing masks and making sure they had to do all this stuff like if our cops started doing that I'm not. I'm not supporting you if you start doing that. But at the same time, it's it's like, let's let me support you while you're not doing that first, so you're less likely to do it. Yeah, Does that makes true. Sense? Yeah, no, and in, in, um, you know, and I I know uh, Chief Banks, uh, Round Rock, uh, Round Rock PD, and um, you know, in, in that meeting, there's the uh, the Texas uh, Open Meetings Act, and that. Uh, that was put on hold because of COVID. It ended September 1st. So anybody in Texas has a right to go into a meeting, an open meeting of their elected officials. And those elected officials chose to keep it to 18 people in a room that has a capacity of 350 yeah, people. Yeah, isn't that a violation? Yeah, it is absolutely a violation of that act. And then second, they called in Round Rock PD to help enforce a policy. Uh, police departments are supposed to enforce penal code. Yeah, not not a police, not a they, policy. They enforced it. They did it. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> you know, I I don't know what to say about that, and I and I haven't I haven't spoken to uh, to Chief Banks, um, you know, about it uh, or Mayor Morgan, um, but you know, it, it is a it is a pretty heated issue. You know, I'm I'm sure I think, I think I'm that, sure they're trying to. If you ever want to do that, I will go with you. I would that that's I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, and I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably talk to him and find out why. I mean, because he's he's an incredible chief, um, you know. And, and Round Rock, I think, is it, it's run very well. I don't know where the the school board has just taken off, and I'm glad they've gotten sued by a group of 15 parents um, and the uh, and the Texas AG. You know, I'm 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 glad they're getting sued, but now the, this overreach of power again, they're calling the police department to go and enforce um, a policy that they put in place against, you know, against the Texas rules. And that's not what law enforcement is supposed to be there for. You know, they weren't acting unruly. They have a capacity of 350 people. You know, if you know that the the Texas Freedom um, uh, Freedoms Act allows you to walk in there into your elected officials and see what they're up to. You know, unless they're trying to make sure that people don't speak. Well, this this, this is uh, maybe I sound a little conspiratorial, but I think this is what the city wants to do when they talk about you know reimagining policing. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, uh, <laughs> the you know Mayor Adler has uh, uh, has gotten caught uh, with a with a live mic um, stating that he wants to abolish the police, completely abolish the police. I saw that. I saw that clip. But what, what do you think that means? Um. You know, in in his and Kassar's, you know, I, on uh, on Don Austin, my Wilco, uh, on Facebook, on our Facebook page, I ran a, uh, um, I read a story this morning based on on Save Austin's now post uh, about you know do black lives really matter to the mayor and and uh, Councilman Kassar? You know, well which, the answer is no because yeah. they gentrify all these people out of existence. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. the answer is no, and yeah. the level of vaccine hesitancy is like the highest in the black community, and they want to, and if it was up to them, they would have these passports up and rolling in no time yeah so they they we know the answer we know the answer is is no it's it's a it's a slogan it helps get them more it'll probably help them get more money from the federal government to do whatever programs they want to do which basically means they get to keep some for themselves and pocket it to some of their other buddies yep yeah they've been doing um, they've been doing that their whole, yeah, <laughs> their whole time. That, that's been going on forever right like that's that's common sense anybody with half a brain can kind of understand that um but you think they like Adler really? Because like people really take this stuff literally. You think like Adler, not Kassar, Adler really wants to abolish the police? Um, 
I think so, man. I think he's so out of touch with reality. He believes the community can police ourselves. I don't know. Yeah, he also is against constitutional carry. Well, that's so, because he's like a Democrat, and Democrats are against anything that has to do with gun freedom, and that's just yeah. unfortunately how it is. Yeah, but if you abolish the police, and criminals aren't gonna aren't gonna stop carrying, and you take away um, the you know guns from law-abiding citizens, then how in the world does he believe it's gonna work? I mean, he has a per- he has a. a a security detail on him. Well, I, I, I could tell you what he what he means. Then is that um, you know, he. You don't need a bunch of cops patrolling Austin when you have security cameras everywhere. <laughs> What's a security camera gonna do if you're getting assaulted? Nothing, but it's a way to it, nothing because he, he doesn't care about that. Um, my opinion is that him and people like him just want to be able to monitor all your everyday moves and transactions and everything that you're doing. So they can just say, well, now we got these cameras. Oh, they, they can replace a need for policing. Oh, now we're investing in robotics. Oh, we don't need actual human police officers. We have, we have robots that do all this stuff. So maybe that, like, that, that's what I really think that he means by that is that it's like, well, the police won't be necessary because we're replacing you with, uh, we're, we're going to digitize the police force and replace the human element from it. Huh, maybe. That, that, that's my, my interpretation of what he means. Yeah. I don't think he's like this like out of touch super liberal who really believes all this hippie stuff. Like he, I don't. I think he's the opposite of that. I think if, if Adler were around and he was a politician in the '90s, he'd be okay with arresting people for smoking weed. You know. <laughs> so I don't believe that for a second. Okay, I think people need to put that into context. And I think that like, what it's. I I think when you're out there saying stuff like that, there is an ulterior motive, and it's. Up to, you know, Detective Alex Stranger to figure out what that ulterior motive is. And we're <laughs> trying to go through some of these scenarios and see how that could work out. Yeah. Um, all right, before we go, um, how did you know that you had the Delta variant? Um, they, uh, they, they test you for them. But yeah, did they I mean, tell you that you had Delta or they told you you had COVID and they suspected it was Delta? No, uh, they, told me, they, they told me that it was COVID initially. And then later on, they said, uh, we think it's the Delta variant. They said, we think. Yeah. Not we know for sure that it's the Delta variant because the test showed up differently. Yep. So you don't even know if you had the Delta variant. You could have literally, back to my point, gotten COVID and they're just calling it the Delta variant because the vaccine might be wearing off and they want to cover themselves. Yep. Yep. They, uh, yeah, they, in, in, uh, when, uh, when my fiance called and asked, well, what variant does he have? They wouldn't tell her. They, they literally were like, we can't tell you, ma'am. Yeah. Because they don't know what they because they don't know. Yep, you know there's no other reason. Science. <laughs> yeah, you know no, when when I went in there, uh, she asked about uh, oh what was it that uh, in not the horse one. The, it's not even a horse one. The, it literally got tested on humans. They got a Nobel uh, Prize on human beings. Yeah, no, no, uh, agreed. But uh, she had asked about the 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 previous one. Um, Hydroxy. And, Thing, yes. Yeah. yeah, that one. And she said, no, I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's too late for it. They didn't give me anything while I was in there. Just my immune system kicked in. Did they not give you like the Z packs and like all that stuff? Nothing. So my friend got um, Delta, Delta too, right? And they gave him like zinc, um, vitamin B's. They gave him a whole pack of vitamins and, and they sent him home. Uh, well, he probably, so what they said was that I was already too far gone. To have and, vitamins? Uh, yeah, to for them to, to do anything. I mean, I think they just so put they me on a ventilator. To, they almost just wanted like, you to die. Yeah, it's like they, right. just, they just put me on a ventilator said, all right, you know, he's, wait, he's probably wait. not going to make it. This is crazy. So basically you come in really sick and they didn't even try it. Did they even try to treat you or did they just like kind of like just put you there and there for you to die? No, nah, they, they just put me on a ventilator and, and just you left know, you there? Yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't give me anything. They gave me uh, Flomax uh, for me to urinate. Um, stool softener and uh, antibiotics so um, to uh, because of the um, the um, the uh, ventilator uh, and so that I wouldn't get you know just uh, just an infection in my blood or something so they gave but, you like no vitamins no did, they, did you get any monoclonal antibodies or anything what wow Wow. So they didn't give you anything that could possibly be used to help make your symptoms better while you were in the hospital. No, no, man. And, uh, and, and, when, and when, you, I, when I got out, they, they just let me out. Um, 
you know, nothing. Uh, I didn't. I didn't have a prescription. Uh, I didn't have a Z pack. I didn't have anything. No, they gave you nothing. Nothing. That that's that's almost like they're trying to boost the numbers for an agenda. It's almost like that's what that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, you know, not. Uh, I, I hate to say that because you know they they did. I mean, I don't think the everyday nurse at the hospital is like that, but I think maybe like some of these directors, it's, it's, maybe yeah, these politicians, the maybe they have yeah, they have an agenda. Yeah, you know, it, it's their procedure. He already came in. He's got, you know, he already flatlined. Just put him on a ventilator until he's gone. And you know, the uh, the nighttime nurse when she came in, she was like, "Oh my God, I just saw your charts. So you're awake." And she was just dumbfounded that I was awake. And I'm like, yeah, why do people keep saying that? And they're like, oh, my God, you're a miracle. Like, we didn't think you were going to make it. And, Dude. you know, and, and it makes sense when you when you sit back and you look at, you know, well, why didn't they give me anything? You know, why? Um, you know, they, they were able to put me under a medically induced coma. You know, they, but they uh, couldn't give you any IVs. No, I mean, you would think when they put these tubes, they gave you IVs and vitamins. Yeah. Did they do mm-hmm. that? Uh, well, I mean, they, they, they did uh, feed me. Um, Intravenously, right? But they weren't giving you vitamins intravenously. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I would assume that they that they that would, they right? Would yeah. Um, but as far as something to treat COVID, no. Well, I mean, vitamins treat COVID. Like uh, these Z packs and stuff are literally vitamins, which are being used to help treat the virus. Uh, um, I mean, they they gave me uh, like survival type. You know, this is what you're going to need to survive to stay alive. They did the uh, bare to basically minimum. They fi- did the bare minimum. They did the yeah. bare minimum. Yeah, you know right. they 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 fed me. Um, All right, Lewis, how do we get in touch with you? Because we're about to. Um, yeah, um, uh, Lewis L U I S at wtfrs dot com. All right. Anyway, Lewis, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you made it. I'm glad you're with us. Glad thank you're you, still man. alive. Glad yeah. the virus didn't take a hold of you. <laughs> anyway, Lewis Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much.